Welcome to the MLB Extras Kansas City Royals podcast. I'm Anthony Cashfriends, joined as I am each and every week by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, how are you? I hope uh, I hope you won the game of Mario Kart that was going on at Kauffman Stadium the other day. For those who don't know, uh, a local uh, from KCTV5, they were flying over Arrowhead Stadium to get some shots for uh, this weekend's playoff game. And lo and behold, they go over Kauffman Stadium and they happen to note that uh, someone's playing Mario Kart on the, what is it, like 84 feet by 150 feet or something, Jumbotron in center field. Like, that's pretty cool. What If you could use that Jumbotron for any purpose, Jeffrey, what would you what would you watch on there? What would you play on there? What would you do on that thing? Oh, the Eagles' greatest hits? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some reggae. Playing Eagles, Eagles concert film. You and Scott Merkin, could, uh, our White Sox reporter, could sit in the stands watching the Eagles' uh, concert documentary. That would Probably, be good. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, let's talk about what else is going on at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, not a whole lot on the uh, on the free agency front, but we did have a ton of uh, non-roster invites, 19 to be exact. And uh, no sense going over the entire list here, Jeffrey, but any standouts on that list to you? Well, one we expected, and you know, I get a lot of questions about Richard Lovelady, who's uh, one of their top prospects, and he doesn't have to go on the 40 until next fall. But, I mean, he's got, as a kid with electric stuff, left-handed, uh, everybody wants to see him up here fast. Uh, you know, basically, basically him and Nicky Lopez, and they're both in the same boat. They don't have to go on the 40 till next fall, but they'll get an invite. Uh, they would really have to wow the team for for Dayton Moore and his staff to, you know, speed up the, the roster pro- pro- process with them because uh, you just don't make those decisions unless you absolutely have to. And maybe they forced their hands, but those two guys stood out. Uh, they're certainly, a, you know, a big part of the future going forward. Uh, but, you know, whether they can do enough in spring training to earn a spot, that doesn't seem likely. And as I said, 19 guys overall, 18 of whom were in the organization last year. The exception is Michael Enoa, uh, former top prospect with the A's. He was later dealt to the White Sox. Uh, What's the story with Enoa? They're just taking a chance. You know, this guy, you know, coming out of the Dominican Republic, had terrific stuff and was a top prospect for a long time and uh, just hasn't found it. And, you know, that's what small market teams do. That's what Dayton Moore and his staff do. They try to find these hidden gems. Um, you know, they've done it in the past numerous times, as you know. And uh, who knows, maybe, you know, get lightning in a bottle with a guy like this. Um, we'll find out in spring training. So, uh, Jeffrey, you recently spoke with Danny Duffy uh, in in the last week or so and and had a post on MLB.com and and Royals.com about that. A year ago, the conversation about Duffy was, will he be traded? I think he even tweeted, bury me a Royal in response to that. Yes, he did. Did not have have a a, a great season um, in terms of building trade value or just value to the Royals in general. He took a step back in 2018. What was the story there? What happened with Duffy in 2018? Well, I think uh, it all goes back to, you know, after he signed his big contract, the $65 million contract in early 2017, uh, had an okay year that year, but, you know, ended up getting a DUI that fall. And um, it was right after he got hurt in Cleveland, as a matter of fact, and he was coming back home to get an MRI. And uh, that just led to a really weird off season for him where I don't think he got quite as much training in. Uh, there was obviously some physical barriers just to get to, you know, a workout facility uh, because of the legal problems and comes back and, and he has an injury plague year in, in last year. And, uh, you know, he was very optimistic when I talked to him about just conditioning again this off season 
and he's been visiting a physical therapist in Santa Barbara, California, twice a week, three to four hours you know, a time, and it's been really grueling, but he's trying to get strength back so he stays off the DL, number one, and number two, regain that velocity. We, we saw that velocity you know, dip to the low 90s last year, and it was pretty alarming. Um, you know, there were times in April where it was 89. This is a kid who was hitting, now he's not a kid anymore, but 96, 97, you know, in his in 2016, 2015. I mean, he's got an electric fastball, but it just kind of vanished, the velo did. And he's vowing to get that back. He knows where he is in his career. He's 30 years old. Uh, this is a bit of a crossroads. Um, he needs to come back and have a strong year. He's signed through 2021. Uh, and they need him desperately, too, to, to be at the top of that rotation. Yeah, and from reading your piece uh, and, and you know what he had to say about his offseason, uh, working with a personal trainer, uh, Mike Swan of the Elite Performance and Rehabilitation Center in Santa Barbara, um, trying to get that velocity back. It, it seems like he's in a better place mentally, perhaps physically, than he was a year ago. And I love that he admits to you, you know, I've been called a head case my whole life, but uh, he feels like he's matured a bit. Um, and, and after, as you said, that, that experience with the DUI last year, it seems like he's just in a better place uh, mentally and physically right now. It does seem like that. And look, no offense to Danny, I, I like him a lot as uh, as a player and, and uh, someone to work with in the clubhouse, but he needs this. I mean, he needs to have a year where he can show that kind of maturity. I actually saw a little bit of it last year too. I mean, he, you know, he's a guy who always owns his mistakes. Um, he doesn't make a lot of excuses and that's the kind of guy he is. And, and uh, he knows that talk is cheap and it's time to produce again. He's got a big contract. Uh, Royals fans are expecting it. Clubs, club officials are expecting it. Uh, it's time. And as we go through this transition, uh, in the rebuild, they need him to step out in front and lead the younger guys. And, and All right, Jeffrey, you have a few questions from your inbox. We'll go over here. The first is from B Rad. That's like the cool way to say Brad, by the way, B Rad. Uh, he asks for a prediction for the biggest surprise player, either positive or negative, but he says, please choose positive in the year 2019. Yeah. And, and I, you know, kind of, looked over the list of possible candidates and there's a bunch, but I just keep coming back to Jorge Lopez and, and some of the, uh, you know, electrifying starts he had last year, you know, almost throwing a perfect game in Minnesota, going into the ninth of the perfect game. And uh, he's got just terrific stuff. He, he's the guy that came over from the Brewers in the Mike Moustakas trade midseason, And um, I think he's going to have a really breakout year. He's not far away. Uh, Salvador Perez and, and has told me several times now, uh, he thinks he has the best stuff on the staff. Uh, we've seen that he's got so many pitches, almost too many. I had a pitching coach tell me one time that, you know, he needs to ask you as a scout. I apologize that he needs to like pare down his stuff and just go to like one or two pitches that really work because he's just almost gets caught up with having too much stuff and uh, he gets kind of clouded mentally about it. And uh, so I expect him to have a big year. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he sneaks into the rotation, you know. Uh. Yeah, so maybe we'll see Lopez in the back end of the rotation. But Jonathan Bengston wants to know, will Kyle Zimmer be a part of the rotation or will he be a bullpen guy? Boy, you talk about a polarizing guy in Royals fandom. You know, he was a first-round pick back in, uh, what was it, 2012, and, and he's been hurt his whole career. Uh, every time we provide an update on Zim on, on Twitter, you know, all the snark comes out from every corner. And 
Uh, I feel for the guy. He's fought through so many injuries, and the club DFA'd him last year, uh, re-signed to a minor league deal. He opted for free agency this fall. Uh, they were really convinced that what he did in the driveline baseball program in Seattle uh, improved his strength conditioning. Uh, he's throwing pain, pain-free again for maybe the first time in his pro career. Uh, they really need someone like Kyle Zimmer, uh, who's kind of been lost in the shuffle now, to to step up and be a big surprise in surprise uh, Arizona. And th- that's what that's what small market teams need. They need some somebody to come through the cracks like that and just wow everybody in spring training. And maybe he's the guy. Uh, Seth. I'm going to screw this up. Sorry, Seth. Seth uh, Hieronymus, he's asking about the Billy Hamilton signing. That's obviously uh, one of the big gets for the Royals this winter, probably the big get for the Royals this winter. But he's concerned about what it means for Goodwin, Phillips, and Bonifacio. Uh, is is Billy Hamilton blocking those guys? Is that a concern? What do you think? Well, with, with Phillips and Bonnie, they both have options left. And to be honest, Brett Phillips is a terrific defender, great speed, uh, great kid to be around. But he just looked overmatched at the, uh, offensively at the big league level. So, um, yeah, you could stick him out there for 500 bats, but if he hits 150 and gets buried, then you maybe lost the kid. So they have the option of, you know, putting him back in AAA, uh, letting him uh, develop a little bit more there. Same with Bonnie, who came back from the PED suspension and did not play well in the second half last year. There's some uncertainty about him. And so he's got an option left. Uh, Brian Goodwin will make the team unless something dramatic happens. Uh, I don't think, you know, he's, they're not retarding his development at all. I mean, I don't know if he's a full-time starter or not. Um, he'll, be a, he'll, be, he'll be on the 25 and he will help. But, you know, Billy Hamilton is a guy who's going to save a young staff a lot about center field. You know, he's one of the best defenders in baseball. Uh, and the, as they return to their identity of speed and defense, why not get a guy like Billy Hamilton at a re- relatively cheap cost? All right, you can read the re- rest of uh, Jeffrey's inbox on royals.com. A lot of good questions in there. But I got a submission, Jeffrey. Chiefs, Colts, this weekend, who you got? What's going to happen? You know, it, Of all the teams for them to play, again, they've had nightmares with the Colts. There was the famous game in the 90s where Lynn Elliott missed three field goals uh, and they lost at home. Uh, then the the game they lost what was a 38 to 10 lead in Indianapolis a few years back. So of all the teams that give them nightmares, give Chiefs fans nightmares. I don't know. Look, Indy, Indy is hot. I mean, what do they want? 10 out of 11. Uh, that's probably the, they really did not want to have to face in the first round. So who knows, but the town is fired up for it. I can tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And I liked uh, in your piece on Danny Duffy, you talked a bit about that said, uh, comparing Pat Mahomes to Eric Hosmer in a way, in, in terms of capturing the imagination of the city uh, that has definitely taken place here in this NFL season. So good stuff as always from Jeffrey Flanagan. We'll check in with him again throughout the winter. Jeffrey, thanks for doing this. Thanks, Anthony. 